Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Gamers podcast for week four of the fantasy football season. I am depressed. You know what? I can take losing a game in fantasy. I can take the Pats losing one week. But you know what I can't take? When the Pats lose and I lose my fantasy matchup. Like, I'm just a miserable bitch for the rest of the week. Oh, this fucking sucks. And me losing this week means I'm no longer in first place. Uh, so... Give me some of the pain and let me die. Ah, shit. Let's just get to the matchup rewind. Alright, so first up, there's no whining in the Boston Tea Party. Yep, that means that John gave me my first loss of the season. Uh, my team decided not to show up at all this week, uh, which is evident by the Steelers' DB, my highest scoring player of the week. Meanwhile, John's team went off, despite him starting Gilly and Javorius Allen as his two running backs. Oh, this still hurts my soul every time I see it. John has now jumped me into first place in the league. <laughs> yeah, that's right. John is now leading the league. Hell has frozen over. Dark times lie ahead. Stafford has abandoned us. These are mad times we live in, mad! Next up, Mike didn't have enough mojo to be saved by the bell, as Nick beat Mike. Both teams had some bad player performances, as there are a total of 9 players who scored single-digit points this week. Uh, although Mike had bell... ...go off for over 30 points, uh, it wasn't enough to overcome Gurley and Powell, who each had over 30 points. <sighs> Must be nice to have a player go over 30. Alright, next up, uh, there are no red coats in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. In other words, Dosky beat Suggett to get his first win of the season, in what was the lowest scoring match of the week. Dosky really had none of his skill position players have a good game this week, and was led to victory by uh, Russell Wilson and the Jags D. Uh, Suggett didn't have a great week either. Uh, but he still might have won if Cook's ACL didn't die spontaneously. Uh, let's all pour one out for the rookie sensation, Dalvin Cook. If you see him in the street, walking by himself, talking to himself, have pity. R.I.P. Cook, you're a DJ now. It's quiet uptown. He is working through the unimaginable. His hair is gone gray, he passes every day. They say he walks the length of the city. You knock me out, I fall apart. Can you imagine? Next up, uh, we actually had some bestiality as Philip Rivers came in the Tigers. Yeah, that's right. Mackie beat Kyle. Mackie was led to victory as usual by his running backs. Kyle's running backs actually had decent games too, and Kyle came close to being Mackie. But Julio got stung by a bee or some shit and left the game. Welcome to that Julio life, Kyle. Where he's hurt for every game, but you can never sit him. <laughs> so much fun. And finally, Scotty knew enough to eat the chowder. Yep, uh, Scotty beat... or Yep, Scott beat Romano. Uh, I said last week that this game had potential to be a toilet bowl. And if Romano didn't have Fournette, it would have been at least half a toilet bowl. 
Uh, Scott's team actually showed up well, even with Chris Carson going the way of DJ. Uh, in fact, Scotty's bench outscored Romano. Well done, Scotty. Well done. Alrighty, so last week I took John, Nick, Dosky, Mackie, and Scott to win, which means that I went a perfect 5 for 5 on predictions last week. This brings me up to 14 and 6 on the season. Moving on to player movement, we had our first trade of the season! Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers? Uh, I've just been waiting so long to use that drop. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mackie trade Carlos Hyde to Dosky in, in exchange for Des Bryant. Uh, I gotta say, I think Dosky got the better end of this deal. Hyde is a stud, and although Mackie doesn't need another running back, uh... Dez has a really tough schedule this year, and now he has Dez and Zeke, which could limit his team's upside week to week. Yeah, so I think Dosky won the trade, but uh, I guess time will tell. Uh, I just really want to play that drop again, so here it is. Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers? Alright, now on to the projections. First up, it's your humble host taking on Scott. I've got Gronk and Doug Martin facing bad defenses on Thursday night, so I should get out to a nice lead, uh, hopefully. Uh, my receivers are really bad, so I'm going to need our Lord and Savior Matthew Stafford uh, to come up big. Scott has CJ Anderson and Michael Thomas on bias this week, which really helps me because now he has to start mixing against Buffalo and Lamar against Kansas City. Uh, although Scott has the edge in receivers with uh, Brown, Tate, and Thielen, I'm going to take myself to win this week. Uh, next, we have Dosky and John facing off. Dosky will probably have Hyde and Jaya starting, but I don't know who his flex is going to be since he still has Brian in his flex, and he has Montgomery starting currently. Uh, shit, Dosky set your lineup earlier so that I can make some macro predictions. Meanwhile, John has AJ at Buffalo and Hopkins at Kansas City, which uh, will be tough for him. But luckily he has Jordy at Dallas, which should even that out. He also has Brady playing Tampa, which pretty much just gives him the win right there. I'm going to take John in this one. Oh, up next, we have two members of the Dake Meme Society playing, as Mackie takes on Nick. Mackie has Jameis playing the past god-awful defense. <sighs> Still hurts. Uh, so that's about 80 points right there. Uh, meanwhile, he also has Freeman on a bye, which kind of hurts him. Nick has Matty Ice on a bye, so he's forced to start Big Ben against the Jags defense. Uh, that's a little rough, but luckily Big Ben's at home for him. Uh, he also has Gurley playing the Sea Ducks, which is tough, but Powell's playing uh, the Browns, who basically all have Down Syndrome. Uh, this is tough. I'm just going to take Mackey. Yeah, I'll take Mackey to win. Okay, now it's Mike taking on Romano. Uh, since Romano's team keeps dying, he doesn't have Mariota now, and he picked up uh, one Sylvania to replace him. That's uh, not good. He's also starting Duke Johnson again. Shit, like, I know Johnson's playing the Jets, but he's still on the Browns, Mono. Like, why are you doing this to yourself, man? Who hurt you? I'm just going to take Mike to win this one with a bold prediction that Le'Veon Bell outscores Romano's team by himself. And last up, uh, we have Kyle taking on Suggett. Uh Kyle has Julio on a bye, but subbing in Hogan, which is almost guaranteed a touchdown every week now. So that's not a bad start. Uh, he's also got Howard and Abdullah playing some tough defenses this week. Despite that, though, I'm still going to take Kyle to win because Suggett's currently starting two players on bye and Dalvin Cook, who only has one knee. Okay, so to recap all that, I'm going to take myself, John, Nick, Willis, and Kyle to win. Let's see if I can go perfect again this week. All right, so thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
Uh, I'm in desperate need of uh, wide receivers right now, so I'm willing to overpay for one right now. Uh, Nick, I know you want Marshawn, so like, now's the time to buy low. Maybe give me a receiver. Come on, man. All right. Uh, anyways, until next time. Gentlemen, suck my dick. What would Prime Boy Tano do if he was here right now? He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. That's what Prime Boy Tano do. When Prime Boy Tano was in the Olympics skating for the gold, he did two sound cows and a triple lutz while wearing a blindfold. When Prime Boy Tano was in the Alps fighting grizzly bears, he used his magical fire breath and saved the maiden fair. So what would Prime Boy Tano do if he were here today? I'm sure he'd kick an ass or two. That's what Prime Boy Tano do. Look at this idiot. One ball and no brains.